Welcome, friends, to our very special platform service this morning. We celebrate our coming-of-age youth today, celebrate their journeys to this moment over the last year, celebrate the way that this community and our coming-of-age program has held and challenged them. We celebrate your place in all of this, whether you have known these youth since they were babies, or you have just walked in this morning. We celebrate the human family that comes of age all the time, that is part of a continual evolution. We celebrate life.
I'd like to invite Emma Rothman, a current member of our teen group, and Corinne Nicholson, a graduate of our teen group, to come forward and light our community candle this morning as we see who we hope are future members of our teen group behind us. And the cycle of teen group continues. I invite you all to share in our opening words, which are found in your program. May we kindle within us the warmth of compassion, the light of understanding, the fire of commitment to build a brighter future for all. Thanks, Corinne and Emma. Well, welcome to the Washington Ethical Society. I am Amanda Poppy, one of the clergy leaders here, and I am so glad that you are here this morning. We are a community of people who celebrate together, support one another, and help each other to live our values through ethical action. We put our faith in human goodness, working to raise the quality of relationships in our own lives and in the world at large. If you are a visitor this morning, we hope that you got a blue name tag so that we know who you are and we can welcome you and answer any questions that you might have. We do love talking about why this community is important to us. We invite you to join us after platform service for what is usually coffee and cookies, but I believe today is coffee and cake, even better, directly after the platform through the doors behind you. And I want to make sure our newcomers know that today, since it's the first Sunday of the month, we have our newcomers Q&A after platform service. It'll start probably around 12.30 in the office wing, and it will be led by Mary Herman, the other clergy person here. A great way to get your questions answered, learn a little bit more about Wes, and get to know some of the other newcomers as well. So we warmly invite you to join us for that. I want to... Uh, bring your attention to some of the other things in your program coming up over the coming weeks. And we have a surprising number for June, which is sometimes a slow month, of social justice activities coming up. So please take a look at those. Right after platform today, you'll have a chance to continue writing letters on behalf of the folks um, in El Salvador that we work with, who work with Radio Victoria, who continue to be under threat for their outspoken work in that country and through the radio. We're also in June, the Sunday school children are leading a school supplies drive for El Rodeo, our sister community in El Salvador, and we invite and encourage you to, to participate in that. Coming up on Saturday, June 11th, in the late afternoon, is the Capitol Pride Parade. Jennifer Lowe is coordinating that. You'll see information there, and it's a great event to bring kids to. It's lots of fun. It's very colorful with beads and I think usually water guns. So it's great fun, please think about doing that and we'll be marching with a contingent of UU congregations so that we'll be a big group together. Coming up on June 14th, there's a Washington Interfaith Network action around the DC budget. That's during the day for folks who have flexible schedules. Two hours at DC City Council packing the room and uh, letting the council know that we want a budget that supports affordable housing and homeless services, a budget that's not balanced on the backs of the poor. So please think about that. And on June 25th, which is a Saturday in the middle of the day, is a rally for DC voting rights. Joe London is helping to coordinate that. She's raising her hand enthusiastically. Um, and we're we're especially hoping that folks will bring their families to that rally. It is the first White House rally uh, from 11 to 1 on June 25th. It should be lots of fun. So, um, And then I want to remind you that we have a Sunday school registration drive in June for next year's Sunday school, so please be sure to fill that out. It just helps Peggy to plan ahead for the year as she gets those in. Whew. And now I invite you to turn towards your neighbor and say hello this morning.
totally rewrote it. Isn't that funny? <laughs> People could please take their seats. This is always a hard part of the program to wrap up. So a key component of the COAMAP program is beginning the process of going inward, getting to know yourself, and getting comfortable in your own skin. It's the beginning of getting quiet so you can listen to your heart. When you listen to what's in your heart, you discover your dreams, you uncover your values, you feel your fears and disappointments, and you feel your tenderness and your love. So I invite you to join me in a moment of reflection. Close your eyes. Sit in a way where you really embody dignity, however dignity feels in you. And then just listen. Listen to what's in your heart in this moment. And we'll just do that in silence. Whatever is in your heart, be there. Don't try to push anything away. For some of you, it might be grief or sadness. For others, it might be joy, love. Whatever's there, just let it be there. And continue to listen a little bit longer. Be curious what your heart is telling you. And just honor it. Honor whatever's there in this moment.
I'm Hugh Taft Morales, Janine Kogan, and we're very grateful to have been associated with the Coming of Age program here at the Washington Ethical Society as co-directors. I want to start, first of all, by saying how grateful we are also for all of the people who have supported this program, not just during our time as directors, but over the years that COMAT has existed. The donated time, energy, and resources that the West office and staff has given to this program is incredible. Peggy Gates, our Director of educa Religious Education, Amanda Poppy, Mary Herman, Mark Sordon, Christine Parcelli, Balthazar Ayala, and the many, many volunteers who have worked as trail clearers, cooks, accountants, monitors, administrative helpers, and just great cheerleaders. I want to thank Kristen Hunter for being there constantly for us, doing the sound for us today as well, and for Richard Timpson and Jack Allen for spending time up on a very wet and stormy mountain, uh, and other things that they did all during the year, Ross Wells, Ellen Hayes, Craig Thornton, Kathy Bernard, Susan Runner, Richard Reese, the West Green team, John Lecca for helping with the lighting, Ann, Ann Baker, David Lindsay, and Barber serving us coffee today for the Green team. Thanks to June Taylor and Rob Wolcott for their use of their beach homes on the Delaware shore for our retreats, and especially for those who helped grow Coomat in the early years, Don Montagna, Susan Bujek, Marty Kaufman, Johnny Bujek, who brought really light out of darkness from this program. Todd and Lynn Wayman for their contribution of their heart and their memory of Matt Wayman, who died over 10 years ago in a car crash due to a bad decision that a friend of his made. So we remember Matthew today. If there are those of you here who has not been recognized and who have helped Comat, I apologize and I want to let you know that we are deeply indebted and grateful for all that you've done in large and small ways. Raising a teenager in this world is a very scary thing to do. From the very first steps they take as a toddler to that first hurried teenage yell through the door, goodbye, gotta go having dinner with friends. <laughs> Parents ache inside to see their teen, this precious, amazing creature that they brought into the world, going out into the world on their own. It's a dangerous world, and so nothing is so scary or so wonderful at the same time. Nothing is as scary. Not even an opening coming-of-age retreat where you get together with people you don't know and about 10,000 stink bugs. <laughs> Not a leap off a telephone pole with everybody watching saying you can do it when you feel like you can't. It's not as scary as sharing things about you that you've never shared before with people that you're only getting to know. And it's not as scary even as a night on a mountain during a tornado warning, lightning storms, and pounding rain. That evening, which was the culmination of the inner quest when the teens spend a night alone up on the mountain, was tough on all of us. Now, I know it was toughest on the teens. Being uncertain, cold, and wet, they had to look within themselves to find resources, to make smart decisions, to calm themselves, and to persevere. And they found those resources in them during that very long night that they never knew they had. And I've never been so proud as when we picked these teens up and literally had to wring them out <laughs> the next morning. Because despite, despite plenty of reasons why they could have been incredibly grumpy, they rebounded and showed a sort of optimism and energy that re-instilled my faith in our future. I know that these teens are going to change the world, and that's exciting. But the inner quest was also very tough on the parents who spent hour after hour processing their anxiety, listening to the thunder, and reaffirming in themselves their trust in their teen up on that mountain. As they waited the next morning for the teens to return, they poured their energies into a sumptuous brunch that warmed the bellies of the returning teens. The campers sat and ate, and the parents sat and drank in the view of their teens beginning to warm up, thawing out, sharing stories, and laughing. It was an amazing moment. That evening before will also serve the parents well. It'll serve the parents well when their teen starts to drive. They'll remember it well when their teen leaves home 
and they'll remember it well when their young adult makes fundamental decisions about their future, their family, and their career. And they'll know that their teen has the capacity to balance the new freedom with responsibility. Most importantly, the COMAT program nurtures in each of these teens a faith in themselves. It has made the teens more aware of how proud all the adults are of them that are in their lives. It has helped them realize their own worth and the importance of ethical relationships with other peoples, with their friends, their loved ones, and strangers. And nothing is more wonderful than that. This is an incredibly diverse group of young people, which is why I was so impressed that on our very first retreat, they treated each other so well. It took only one game of sardines. Once the parents in the program got out of their way, they were off and running around, and within moments, it was like they knew each other for a lifetime. I hope that they stay connected with each other and follow each other as they take their own paths in life. And can they draw strengths and friendships, uh, draw strength from the friendships they have made and remember that whatever challenges they have, whatever challenges may come their way, they have the strength, intelligence, and vision within them to make the right decisions. When I reflect on key moments um, of this year, there's some uh, memories that come to mind and I'd like to capture a few. At the beginning of the program, Donald prefers his solitude over all else. Yet within the first few weeks, he's drawn to the group and scores points for his team in various games over the year. Aiden is prepared and articulate, practicing his speech for this, this uh this co-mat. I'm touched by his mature and genuine gratitude for his parents. Amina shows her creativity and sense of humor decorating holiday cookies on the women's weekend. This strong, mature young woman also has a playful young girl inside her. Langston emerged as a natural leader repeatedly. He's leading the game at the mystery game, playing mystery at the InterQuest weekend, leading the music committee for our graduation last night and for today. His style is one of ease and confidence, and he brings everyone into the fold. Very inclusive, and people really feel that. Millie has a knack for bringing the theoretical pie-in-the-sky conversation down to earth. When asked what goals she had for herself before she died, one of her answers was to pick strawberries. Hearing this reminded me of the importance to live life now and enjoy the small stuff. I'm happy to report that Millie indeed realized this dream recently. <laughs> we could always rely on Kaylin to lead the group into difficult discussions. Her comfort in her own skin allows her to be herself, sometimes silly, sometimes uninhibited, and always honest. Her lust for life is contagious. Christian is packing food for the night alone in the wilderness, and the main nourishment he packs is a bag of Doritos. After surviving the thunderstorms and more than 10 hours of rain, the otherwise quiet, understated teen shares war stories and he enjoys smiles with his peers. When we pick up the teens after the rain and storms on the mountain, Victor is still in his tent. He's soaked and his hands are so cold that everything takes twice as long. Yet he stays with each activity, showing patience and resilience. He's rolling up his tent. Um, he wrings out his clothes that were soaked, his, his sleeping bag. And he ends up sharing with me a little bit of the challenge he experienced on the mountain and also the triumph of surviving it. Next, we reach Jackson. He's out of his tent and half-packed, and without hesitation, he asks, us for help. He even gives specific guidance as to what we can do and who can do it. <laughs> he stays focused and determined, and we all pitch in to pack him up. During this night on the mountain, one of the teens 
responds to one of her peers who blows the whistle. The protocol for this night was that when team blew a whistle, that person needed help and someone was to respond. So she not only went to aid this other teen, but also ended up going back to her tent, getting a towel and bringing it back to him. The next morning, as the teens were gathered around the fireplace, thawing out, eating a feast of celebration and talking through their experiences, I was touched that at least three of the boys shared that they had cried at some point during the downpouring rain. To me, this really captures these teens and this program, where girls are being heroic by responding to calls for help, and boys are being heroic by admitting their vulnerabilities. These moments are among the many that reflect the strength, wisdom, humor, generosity that characterize these, who these teens are. How proud I am of all of you. How lucky I am to have shared this journey with you. You are each powerful and precious. Thank you, parents, for loving them so fiercely. And now we're going to hear from the teens themselves, the real focus of today's program. I want to say that the music clips you'll hear were clips that the teens chose themselves. And we're going to start with Langston Cotton. I've been loud my entire life. That isn't necessarily a bad thing, it just is what it is. The time when I was stuck in the back of the church crying because the putrid smell of incense had entered my nostrils, maybe that wasn't the best time to be loud. <sighs> Hence, I was in the back of the church. However, when it comes to having conversations across the house, I am superb. I am the way I am, and I so greatly appreciate my parents for putting up with me. I know it must have been a hassle having to walk up flights of stairs when I was too afraid to ride the elevators. And every Monday, you'd have to drive me to the optometrist so I could have eye exercise classes, which took up money and time. And all the times I've been stuck places and forgotten things, you've been there for me, and I love you for that. But during this experience in the COMAP program, I have learned that the relationship between my parents and myself should not just involve them giving to me, but also me assisting them. I've learned that I need to hold up my end of the bargain, so to speak, and partake in actions that will not only benefit me, but my family as a whole. For much of my life, I've expected my parents to take me places at the last minute, do my laundry, and clean up messes that I leave behind. Even today, I still have trouble adjusting to the fact that I am a young adult, and I have to do more to take care of myself. I don't always show a willingness to adjust to these aspects of adulthood, and many times it is because I am somewhat unwilling. But I will make it a priority to do more to help around the house, do my chores without being asked, and realize that no matter how weird this sounds coming out of my own mouth, my parents actually do have lives that do not involve me. <laughs> and this is the same lesson I will take on into adulthood, wherever it may lead me whether I follow my dreams of becoming involved in the movie business or do something entirely different. I will work on carrying my load, and if I see somebody in need, carry part of his or her load as well. I believe this may well be my life philosophy, and I will institute it into all of my relationships. Whether I get married, have a child, become an educator, become a boss, or whatever I may be. That will be my change for the better, and I will hold myself to it. As for the rest of my future, I don't know what will come. I will probably still be loud, and my voice will be deeper, so I may be a bellower. But a more controlled, conscious, self-providing bellower. Thank you. I'd now like to introduce Millie Turner. You got to know when to hold up, know when to fold up, know when to walk 
I most appreciate that my parents are reasonable people. They're willing to help me with anything that I need help with, such as education and friends. In school, they want me to do my best. However, what I appreciate is that my parents understand that I'm a capable person and know when to help me solve a problem and when I can do it on my own. Once when I was around 10, I had this chain with many important keys on it. I was swinging the chain in a circle and it flew off my finger into a drain in our basement. When I asked my dad if he could get it, he said I had to figure it out on my own. I made a mechanism that successfully drew out my necklace with a hanger and some magnets. I appreciate my parents for letting me do this on my own because though I found out that because through that I found out that I'm a resourceful person. I also appreciate that my parents are very similar to me. My dad is an INTJ, which I am too. <laughs> I like that we are similar, but my mom being an ENFP, there are different views on sol problem solving. Throughout COMET, I learned that my relationship with my parents is a lot stronger than I once thought. On the InterQuest, I learned that I can solve a problem usually without help. However, sometimes I do need help. In the woods, on the InterQuest, my dad and I tried to make a fire. Because it was raining, most of the wood was wet. But my dad knew that if you skin the wet bark off the wood, that the wood underneath is dry. With a knife, with this knowledge and a sharp knife, I, we were able to make a temporary fire. I learned that I was able to do this task on my own, but I needed help if I was to succeed. I learned that in general, people are just trying to help, but, be, but I can do things on my own. I want to take with me the patience and negotiation skills that, uh, that COMAT has taught. I want to take the view of innocence with me as I grow and try to view the world as an outside observer in order to unbiasedly judge others. However, I also want to take the knowledge that there are dishonest people in the world along with hard situations. Overall, I have learned that with the help of my parents and the trust in myself, I should be able to succeed in life. I'd like to introduce Aiden Sawyer. I appreciate that me and my parents can be honest with each other. That has come from a mutual respect between us. I also greatly appreciate that my parents have supported me throughout my range of hobbies from superheroes to football to baseball and guitar. My mom has always given me a love and I have appreciated that she tries to help me overcome my not so good habits and that she puts up with me. I'm grateful that both of my parents have given me a love for music and that me and my dad enjoy listening to vinyl. I learned how deep this relationship goes throughout the activities in Coamat. In the ropes course, you had to trust everyone to get through the challenges. And during the men and boys trip, my dad gave me his support for my ambitions to become a professional musician. During the vision quest, me and my mom worked very well to set up my tent. One of the most important things I learned in this program is that I can trust in what I do and I can overcome most obstacles. In the future, I envision myself following my heart and being true to myself. I pledge to always remember where I come from, and most of all, I, try to, I pledge to try to leave the world a better place. Now I'd like to, I'd like to introduce Victor Weiser-Warshoff. This past year has been one of my best in my life. A major part of it being my best was that my parents signed me up for this program. It has really been a great experience having met these awesome other 18s and just spending time with them has been great. Having gone through this program, I know for a fact that when I walk out of this building, I will be a better and more mature and responsible person than I was when I walked in this room for the first time. Lessons and accomplishments that I have learned in this group of amazing teens sometimes take other people years to learn or achieve. Whether it's been jumping off a 40-foot telephone pole, or sleeping on a mountain by myself, or learning how to be more responsible in life, I've definitely matured. 
I would like to say, I would say that the most memorable experience when I was, was when I was on the InterQuest. When I was on the mountain in my tent in the pouring rain, I was reading all the letters that my loved ones had written me. And I just remember those letters making me cry. And I rarely cry, unlike my mom, Ellen here, who cries during every movie we watch. <laughs> After I got myself together, I started thinking about the situation I was in. And I thought, wow, does Hugh really hate us this much to make us go through this in this weather? <laughs> but I made it, along with all of my fellow teens, through that really long night, and we were all here to tell the tale. And when I got off that mountain, I realized something. I realized that I no longer had to rely on my parents for many things, and that I can really take care of myself. Uh, I would just like to thank Hugh and Janine for leading us through this whole thing, but most of all, I'd just like to thank these teens behind me for going through it, and I just wanna say I wouldn't have picked any other group of teens to do this with. Thank you. I'd like to introduce Christian Taylor. Hello, I'm Christian Taylor, and today I'd like to tell you about my experience in Comet. This year has been both fun and challenging. At the beginning of the year, I wasn't really excited about participating in this program. But after the kickoff weekend, I knew I was going to enjoy it and that I should just take advantage of this. For me, some things that I will always remember about this program are one, the rope scores. The rope scores gave me some challenges and allowed me to work with others. I am scared of heights and I've been told that if you want to conquer your fears, you have to face them. Climbing the telephone pole for me was terrifying. But when I jumped off of it, it gave me a huge sense of relief. Number two, camping alone on the mountain. It was fun, exciting, and scary. At first, I thought the night would be no big deal. But as the night grew, I realized that I really was alone and that there was no one there to help me. I was getting scared and lonely, but I knew I could trust the adults to keep me safe. And number three, I will also remember the preparation for this graduation. To me, it was more torture than staying on the mountain. <laughs> I've also learned to appreciate my parents' trust for me and the trust I have for them. I'm glad that my parents can trust me when I'm hanging out with my friends and then they trust me to be responsible. I also appreciate the fact that I can count on them to help me out with tough situations. Whenever I need help, they are always there for me. I also appreciate our sense of humor. I love how we can joke around, even though sometimes we push the boundaries. I also like the activities our family does, such as our summer vacations, playing golf, and many others. I've learned that some things are easy for me and some things are hard. And my parents are there to help me with both the easy stuff and especially the hard stuff. Some things that I will take with me into the future are that family is important. It is important to work together with others and it is important to appreciate the people you're with and the things in life. Thanks mom, thanks dad, and thank you to my whole family. I'd like to introduce Amina Faria. Your future, my future, our future, his future, or her future. No matter whose future it is, the word future seems to give us all a bit of the heebie-jeebies. The definition in the dictionary saying that time regarded as still to come or an event that will or is likely to happen in the near future doesn't set our eternal heartbeats to rest. Some time ago, well about a year ago now, I joined this program, COMAT, 
And now, and I learned some things about growing up and what letting go really means. When you're letting someone go who you really love, I believe the annual assumption is that your relationship will change, which I'm not denying. Change does happen, and for a long time, I believed that change was the only constant in my life. Thankfully, I realized that I have many other things I can depend on, as well as myself. But when we let someone go in reality, they do not have to leave our lives. They will always, if you truly love them and they truly love you, come back into your life. They do not forget about you, as I will not forget about the memories I have with my mother, Jane, and with my best friend, Nikki Rayford. Nor will I ever forget the long nights I've spent over tea mugs with him or my little sister. I could go on with this list of people because I am lucky enough to have some people who I consider family. A lot of people. I'm not moving to college yet as my best friend will be this fall, nor am I leaving to go anywhere from DC, which is my home. However, I'm growing up, perhaps not height-wise, but one can dream. But I'm continuing to grow as a person, as a woman, and as a friend. No matter where I go, however, new memories will be made and I am sure that no matter what happens today, tomorrow, or six months from now, I know I will still have these people to spend my lonely nights with, today, tomorrow, or whenever. I truly love you all very deeply, and as this year has meant so much to me, I could never have dreamt of the amount it had. Thank you so much for helping me on my small but continuous journey in pursuit of my never-ending future. Because the future never does truly end, Every, every tomorrow is a new future. I will always have you all in mind every morning and every night that I spend living my future. Thank you, congrats to all, and never forget, the show must go on. Now I'd like to introduce Donald Bushman. I'm awesome, no you're not, dude, don't lie. I'm driving around in my mom's ride I'm awesome A quarter of my life gone by And I met all my friends online Mom, awesome I guess I'll begin by saying that this program is nothing at all what I expected I entered reluctantly at the beginning because my mom really insisted on it I guess that is partially what I appreciate about my relationship with my parents Even if I don't want to do something, they'll push really hard for me to do it Sometimes they push back enough for me to get angry, but uh, those times just make me realize even more that that is their job. I'm so glad that I have parents like them and that do exactly what they should when they should. Most of the time, anyways. <laughs> I also appreciate their understanding of when me and my sister have a bad day. Uh, me or my sister uh, might say something insulting, but they'll shrug it off and continue to love us no matter what. This year in Coamad has taught me a lot about myself and about my relationship with my parents. It taught me that I'm a lot better of a sleeper than I think I am. Up on the mountain, I slept for at least 90% of the time. I heard other stories of people that sat there wet and shivering all night, and I'm glad I can sleep so well. I'm sure that this will be a valuable skill in the future. It also taught me that my parents really are the superheroes that I pictured them as when I was younger. In the future, I envision myself making a living and helping others that are unfortunate and can't do the same for themselves. I know that no matter what, this is what I want to do. And finally, I'd like to thank Hugh and Janine for pushing me to be involved in this, and my mom for driving me every Sunday night, and my dad for supporting me in everything I want to do, like driving me to golf tournaments, which seem to be every day, every day now. I'd like to introduce Jackson Pierce. Ever since I was a young boy, imagining monsters in the upstairs section of my house and sucking my thumb, I have wanted the ability to travel through time. Because what is impossible when you can simply stop or fast forward whenever you please? I would come up with every comeback or catchphrase ever. 
I would ride dinosaurs and cheat on the stock market. And most importantly, I would make sure that Full House ran longer than it did. <laughs> but really, I would leap several years into the future to confirm that the relationship I have with my parents now is less dependent, but just as supportive and respectful as it is. However, right now, I appreciate the ever-dwindling supply of pampering that I get from them. Sometimes I miss the days when I didn't have to make my own lunch or do my own laundry, but I take pride in knowing that my parents will always have my back. Someone might ask, surely the past year has slowly deteriorated your relationship with your parents as you begin your teenage descent into manhood. How are you still in one piece? And I'd reply, what do you mean? This relationship hasn't deteriorated, but grown stronger through a strong sense of understanding and what I've learned from this whole experience at West. And don't call me Shirley. <laughs> and I have learned a lot from this, it's true. Now I know that my family, in my case, is a three-way partnership, and we each help plant the seeds of quirkiness and sensitivity in the spring, and in the fall, we all reap the rewards of good humor and bonding. What I've learned about myself is, one, that I get my happiness from being around other people, and two, that everything from exceptionally bad weather on a mountain to the bumps an individual will encounter on the road of life happens for some reason or serves some purpose. In Montgomery County school systems, there's a testing form, which is like, it's called Scantron, and it's got bubbles that you fill out to get the correct answer. And one time, a questionnaire asked me, from what you've learned, what will you take into your future? Time travel, pun intended. But had there been a box that said, I promise to bring my people personness and my way with words into the future, I would have marked it. But there wasn't one, because that's too long. So I picked A, because good words start with A, like apples and America. I promise to always be open and awkward and exciting and good-looking and humble no matter what situation I'm in, be it a party, a wedding, or a wedding party. So make of that what you wish. So, yeah, thank you. Thanks, Hugh and Janine, for supporting the whole West program. It takes a lot of dedication to do what they've done. And I'd like to introduce Kaylin Keeley. I am beautiful, no matter what they say. Words can bring me down. You guys need to stop laughing at my intro song. That's not funny. Hi, I'm up here today because of my wonderful parents. My family will always be very important to me. I am always amazed by how much love and forgiveness there is in my family. Throughout Coamat, I've learned a lot. One of the most important things I've learned to do, and one of the things I will always keep with me as I continue to grow, is the skill of appreciation. I appreciate each of my parents deeply. I appreciate my mother very much. My mom and I have a relationship where we can openly share our thoughts and we always listen to each other. We have worked so hard to achieve this. When we began this program, my mom asked me a question. She asked, what should she do when I get especially rude or teenagery?" I told her, one, don't take it personally. I don't mean to hurt you. And two, tell me if it gets too bad. Months later, she gave, she gave the same advice to my dad when I was acting specifically teenagery. I love knowing that she listens to me and uses my advice. I love my dad. We have a shared humor, the Austin Powers, Saturday Night Live type of humor that my mom just doesn't get. <laughs> I don't know anybody else who's seen the more cowbell skit as many times as I have and cracks up every time. My dad is also my coach. He pushes me to try my best and work my hardest. I can always count on my dad for a word of encouragement. This program has taught me to do things outside of my comfort zone. You and Janine have taught me the building blocks of negotiation, and my family has grown stronger because of it. I am so proud to have graduated this program with all these wonderful teens and their wonderful families. Thank you for being here to support me today.